You are listening to a New Season Church audio sermon. Prepare your heart to hear a word from God. Well, this morning I'm starting a brand new series called Recalculating. And as we start this this new series this morning, really the premise, the foundation for it is what do we do when plans change? What do we do when the things that we were expecting to happen don't happen? What do we do when life throws us some curveballs? I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you were pursuing something, you had a certain plan, you had a certain strategy, you had certain pursuits, and all of a sudden things change. And I'm sure for most of you in the last couple of months, that's exactly what's happened. You were set on a course, you you had a plan, you had a strategy, and all of a sudden things completely changed. I'm sure for a lot of you, you not even just in this season, but seasons in your life, uh, there have been some curveballs that have been thrown your way. And for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, a curveball, it's really a reference to, to baseball, the American sport, where the, 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 the pitcher throws the ball at the batter, and the ball looks like it's coming in a specific direction. The ball looks like it's coming straight at the batter, and in the batter's mind, you know, he knows exactly how he's going to hit it, and he's going to hit it out of the park. But at the last moment, at the last second, that ball dips, changes direction. It's no longer going in the same way that it, that it did as it was coming towards the batter. And the batter swings and misses and he's out. And so I think and I believe that a lot of you are in a, in a position in the season where there's been curveballs thrown your way. There's been curveballs. There, there are certain things that you were pursuing. There are certain things that you have uh, had plans for. Even as a church, there are certain things that we had plans to do and things we wanted to implement. And at the last moment, we got thrown a curveball and we needed to readjust, uh, reassess, readapt, and recalculate where we are going. And so, really, the basis for our series this morning is what do we do when plans change? And, and, and in this season, it's really important that we look where we've been, look at where we are, and look at where we are going. It's important that we readjust where we're going, and it's, re- it's really important that we recalculate our trajectory and our direction. Really, what we need in this season is divine direction. We need direction from God. We need direction from the Holy Spirit of where do we go, and how do we readjust, and how do we recalculate our plans because our plans have changed. What we need right now is we need to make good decisions. Because the decisions we make today will determine the stories we'll tell tomorrow. Really what we need to understand is that your now is the seed for your next. And so this morning I want to lay a foundation for our series because uh, for most of you, probably looking for a three-step plan or five steps to uh, the right direction. And, and so this morning, that's not the message. This morning, I want to lay a foundation uh, because it's far more important who you are than what you do. And so this morning's message is actually entitled, Power to Become. And one of the, the most common questions that people ask within the church and especially right now in this season is what is God's will and what is what does God want me to do? What does God want me to do? 
What's God's will for my life? What, what, where, what should I pursue? What shouldn't I pursue? How should I handle this? Where should I go? One of the most common questions that people ask within the church context, and especially in this season, is where do I go? What is God's will? And what does God want me to do? See, decisions are very important, especially in this season. Almost everyone is needing to make adjustments. Almost everyone is needing to uh, adapt. Everyone, almost everyone is needing to pivot and make adjustments and recalculate the plans that they had. And making decisions can be stressful. And so, for a lot of people, the people they're not very good decision makers. And and so here's the one thing that you don't want to do right now. Here's the one thing you don't want to do. Don't make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. Making permanent decisions based on temporary emotions is a surefire way to go in the wrong direction. You see, because what happens is we we either get too excited or we get too fearful or too anxious and we make permanent decisions. We make decisions in the moment that affect what we walk in tomorrow. Remember that your now is the seed for your next. The decisions you make today will determine the stories you tell tomorrow. So don't make decisions based on emotion. Make decisions based on what God is saying and where He's leading you. You see, the Bible tells us that we are to, to be led by the Spirit. We're not to be led by emotions, right? Whether those emotions are good, whether they're high when you're very excited, or whether those emotions are lows like anxiety and fear. Don't make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. And that's really difficult in the season because it's so confusing. There are so many things going around. And here's one of the reasons why we don't make good decisions is because there are too many options. There are too many opinions flying around. Everyone has an opinion about everything. And the problem is most opinions are contrary to one another. On the one hand, you'll hear this person saying, wear a mask a couple of months ago. On the other hand, someone will say, don't wear a mask. You know, and they both have, you know, they both have legitimate reasons for it, uh, but they're opposing. So even as simple as whether you wear a mask or don't wear a mask, you know, there's, there's debate, there's opinion. Though that's a very simple example. And by the way, you should wear a mask. That's the correct opinion. Anyway, so there are all these contradicting opinions. And so what happens most of the time is because there are too many options, too many opinions, instead of making a decision, we just don't make a decision at all. And so not making a decision is actually even worse than making the wrong decision. See, we can't be paralyzed into fear. We can't be paralyzed into not doing anything because of contrary opinions and too many options. What we need right now, as I said before, is divine direction. What, where, where does God want to lead us? Before, but before where God wants to lead us, He wants to speak to us about where we are and who we are. And so, let's look, let's look at a scripture that you probably know, that's probably misquoted to you uh, a few times. And that's Romans 8, 28. And it says, And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. The reason why I say that this has often been misquoted is because you must have probably heard the expression that all things work out. See, the problem is that that's actually not true. The scripture here says that all things work out for those who love God and are called according to His 
purpose. So I want to encourage you this morning is to say that, yes, God makes all things work out, but for those that are according, called according to His purpose. So wherever you find yourself this morning, whatever you need to be recalculating, whatever plans you need to be adjusting, know that God is working it out if you're called according to His purpose. And so what does that mean? It means that you care about the things that He cares about. And what does He care about? Well, God cares about the who before the do. And the scripture just after this one that we read, it's Romans 8, 29. And it says, For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. You see, God's purpose ultimately is for you to become like Jesus. His will, what He cares about, is that you are formed in the image of Christ. In verse 28, he says, All things work out for, thing, for those that love God and called according to His purpose. And in the verse straight after, he says, Because God, He's predestined you to be conformed to the image of Christ. God cares about the who before the do. God cares about who you are becoming more than what you are doing. And so God's will really, according to 1 Thessalonians 4.3, is to be Holy. God's will for us is to be holy. Now, holy doesn't mean pious. Holy doesn't mean walking around with our noses up and looking down at people because we are super spiritual. Holy is not what that means. Holy doesn't mean that we are uh, disconnected from the real world. Holy doesn't mean that we are weird. What holy means in the original context is means that you're set apart, that you are different. God says, be holy as I am holy, be different as I am different. What does it mean? Is that we are not to be driven by the values and the systems of this world. That we are to be uh, not driven by the culture of this world, but we are to be driven by the values of the kingdom and the culture of the kingdom. And what's important to God and what's important to the kingdom is, is about who you are becoming more than what you are doing. God is more concerned about you walking in the fullness of Christ is because actually that is where God is taking you to. You see, your destination is not a place, it's a person, it's Christ. And God has called you and predestined you to be formed in the image of Christ, that you think like Him, that you react like Him, that you speak like Him, that you perceive things like Him, that you, uh, that you call things out as He did. God wants you to be formed in the image of Christ. See, the Bible really says very little about our careers or our vocations. It says very little about what we are to do. What God does say a lot in the Bible and what it does, the Bible does speak a lot about is what He is calling us to and that is to be formed in the image of Christ. You see, it's not about what does God want me to do. It's about who does God want me to become. And so if the reason why I'm laying this foundation is because in the, in the essence of calculating and the plans that you are making and the things that you need to adjust, you need to have this foundation that God really cares about more about who you're becoming than what you are doing. You see, if, if someone had to ask me, well, is, is God's will for you to be a pastor? I would say yes, but that's not the primary will of God. The primary will of God is that I be formed in the image of Christ. And the secondary will for me is to be a pastor. You see, because it doesn't matter if, if, if I'm a great pastor, but I'm abusive to, abusive to my wife. Which, by the way, I'm not. 
it doesn't matter if I am a charismatic leader if I can't uh, raise my, 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 my children well. You see, God cares about what you, who you are than, more than what you do. You see, He would rather walk, uh, have you walk in integrity uh, and not do the thing that you're doing. He would rather have me walk in integrity and not be a pastor because ultimately my vocation, the, the thing that I do is, is secondary to the, to the person that I'm becoming. Right? And so we need to understand that God cares about more about who you're becoming than what you are doing. And so what He really wants you to do is wherever you are right now, what He's calling you is to serve faithfully as Jesus did. You see, because your now is the seed for your next. So it, if, you, if you're looking at what do we do when, when things go differently? No, what we need to do is we need to still serve faithfully where we are. We need to understand that a now is the seed for the next. So wherever you find yourself right now, serve faithfully. Serve Christ faithfully. You know, may, maybe you're young and you had plans to, to get married and now that's completely thrown out of whack. Well, still serve Christ faithfully in your relationship right now. Maybe you were thinking about changing your job or now you don't know with the economy. Serve Christ faithfully where you are right now. See, God's will is more about who you are than what you do. Because if you are becoming the right who, you will choose the right do. If you are becoming the right who, you will choose the right do. So we've had the who before the do, and now it's the why before the what. What do I mean by that? It's that motives matter to God. Proverbs 16.2 says, You may think everything you do is right, but the Lord judges your motives. There's really only two reasons why we do something. It's the what sounds good, and then there's the real reason. You see, Jesus warned us about practicing self-righteous acts in order to be seen by people, or to be validated, or to please people. Galatians 1.10 says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. You see, you won't do the right what if you're driven by the wrong why. You can't get to the right place when you start with the wrong motives. And so what are your motives? I mean, maybe you think about... Do I buy the car? Do I sell the car? Well, is it about transportation or is, is it about making a statement you can't afford? Is it uh, maybe you want to post a photo online? Is it to honor Christ or is it to draw attention to yourself? Motives matter. When you do something, are you doing it so that that person can be blessed or are you doing it so that you can be validated and people can envy you? Motives matter to God. It's the why before the what. Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So whatever you do, wherever you are, serve Christ. Do it in the name of God. Do it for the glory of God. Serve Christ faithfully. Maybe, you, maybe you're at home and you've been working at home, uh, from home and you've got to take care of your kids. And so it's difficult. Serve 
Christ faithfully there. Maybe, you know, maybe you've got a high-flying job and you uh, are upper management and you have a lot of people that you are leading. Serve Christ faithfully by leading those people faithfully and with integrity. Maybe you're looking for a job. Maybe you're in the position where you're trusting God for employment. Serve faithfully where you are right now. Serve your family faithfully. Serve your church faithfully. Because your now is the seat for your next. you got to serve faithfully where you are right now. Maybe you've got a, a, a minimum uh, responsibility job or uh, you know, maybe you daughter capturing. Well, make sure that the, that's the best daughter that anyone has ever captured in the history of that company. Serve Christ faithfully where you are at right now. See, God's will is who before do and why before what. The reason why we talk about serving Christ where you are right now is because it comes down to faithfulness. You see, God told us that when we are faithful with the small things, He will make us rulers over much. In instance, what He was saying to us, He was saying, Be faithful, be full of faith where I've put you. And so how are we are full of faith? How are we faithful? Well, we're faithful by being obedient to what He said. You see, God says, if you can be full of faith, if you can follow what I told you in this place where you think it's a small thing, if you can be faithful, full of faith here, that I know then you'll be faithful, full of faith when, with the bigger things. But pleasing God and being faithful is not a few big decisions. On the contrary, it's actually consistent daily decisions to pick up the cross. It's these daily consistent decisions to die to oneself and pursue the motivation and the purpose and the agenda of the kingdom. It's about these quiet sacrifices over an extended period of time. It's these daily decisions to do what is right. And you'll, not, you'll notice that it's not a destination. It's not about getting somewhere. It's direction. It's not about arriving at a place, but it's about constantly moving towards the, the direction of being formed in the image of Christ. And this is why this is so important. When we're talking about our plans, when we're talking about recalculating and readjusting, we need to understand if we have the right motivation, if we have the right understanding, God will help us and lead us in, the, in, in where to go and what to do. If you're becoming the right who, God will help you choose the right do. If you're driven by the right why, God will lead you to the right what. See, it's more about the who and the why than the do and the what. Ultimately, what God is saying to us, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Now think about Jesus. How did He endure the cross? I mean, He said He could call down a legion of angels, but He didn't. How did He endure the pain and the humiliation of the cross? How did He endure the place where He should not have been? Well, he understood who he was and he understood why he came. He understood that he was the Son of God and he understood why he came to seek and save the lost. He understood he didn't come to serve, to, to be served, but to serve others. He understood that he didn't come to serve himself, but he came to serve the agenda of God the Father and the kingdom. He understood 
who he was and he understood why he came. The who and the why. You see, when you want to do something in the future, you need to be the who God calls you today. When you want to do something big in the future, do something small today. At the end of the day, God's will for you and for I is to be someone now, not something there. Ultimately, we will make our plans and we plan our purposes, but God will direct our steps. Psalm 37, 23 says, The steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord, and He delights in His way and blesses His path. See, the word there speaks about being a righteous man. And it doesn't mean that we are made righteous by good deeds. No, the word says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It says in the, the steps of this righteous man, this, this person that is in Christ, are directed by the Lord and God blesses his path. You see, we'll plan our purposes and we'll make our plans. But if we are being conformed to the image of Christ, God will direct our path. You see, and so as long as I'm allowing God to uh, mold me into the image of, of, of Christ, as long as I'm concerned about the who more than the do, I don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. As long as you are allowing God to shape you and mold you to be formed in the image of Christ, you don't have to worry. Why? Because He will direct your path. You don't have to worry about the future. If you will worry about the who, Jesus, you don't have to worry about the future. What? Because He, God Himself, will direct your path. And so wherever you are right now, in whatever place you're in, you might be in the place where things are still going the way they were, and you've just adapted a little bit in terms of your uh, home environment and your uh, work environment, and you're carrying on. Be faithful where you are. Or you might be in the place where everything has been turned upside down and you don't know where you need to be going. Be faithful where you are. See, God will direct your path as long as you allowing Him to work on the who more than the what. God will direct your path and He will bring, bring you. Not only will He direct your path, He says He will bless that path. He will direct your steps and He will bless that path that you walk on. And some of you might have said, well, look, I, I needed some very specific thing. I need to be very practical. And we'll get into that over the next couple of weeks as part of the series. But if you don't have this foundation, you, you won't really understand where God is taking you. If you don't understand that He's actually working on who you are more than what you are doing. And really what we're talking about when we talk about being formed in the image of Christ, that really is talking about giving ourselves to Him, submitting our lives to Him, saying, God, you can have it all. You, I give you my life. And it means having a relationship with Him. It means when God uh, says, look, this is what I want you to do. It means being obedient. As we said last week, it's accepting, believing and committing. We to commit ourselves to Him. And so I want to pray for you this morning. Wherever you find yourself this morning, if you're needing some direction, needing uh, to really recalculate some, some of your plans, I want to pray for you and I want to pray that, that God will lead you in, that, in, in the right direction, that you will hear Him clearly and He will direct your path. And secondly, I want to pray for you if you are at the place where you haven't really had that opportunity or haven't allowed God to start 
transforming you and molding you into the image of Christ. I want to give you that opportunity this morning. So pray with me. Father, we come to in the name of Jesus this morning. We're just so thankful that you are a good father, that you take care of us, that you never leave us nor forsake us. That, Father God, you will never bring us into a place where you will not uh, uh, make a way of escape. So, Father, we thank you in this time as, as things have been uh, turned upside down, as, as a lot of us have had curveballs thrown at them. Father God, ultimately that we need to look at where we've been, where we are and where we're going and change possibly direction. And so, Father, this morning I'm asking you that you will give us divine direction. Father God, that you will give us by your spirit divine strategy, divine plans. And as we plan our purposes, Father God, we thank you that you will direct our path. Father, we thank you that we allow ourselves this morning and we give ourselves to you, Father God, that you will take us and you will mold us, continue to mold us into the image of Christ. Because ultimately that is what it's about, that we have been predestined to be formed in the image of Christ. Father, I pray for every single person. That Father God, that they will understand that it's more about who than the what. It's more about the why than, than, than the what and the do. Father, thank you that you are a faithful God, that you're a loving God, that you know exactly what's happening, that you are, that you're not stressed, you're not worried, Father God. That you have us in your hand. And Father God, you are taking us ultimately further and in the direction that you want us to go. This morning, if you're sitting at home and you've heard me speak about Jesus, you've heard me speak about direction, you've heard me speak about being conformed to the image of Christ, and you've never had a relationship with Him, you've never made the decision to accept Him as the, the Son of God, to commit your life to Him. I want you to pray with me this morning. I want to lead you in a prayer. And I want you to pray this and repeat this after me. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I believe right now that Jesus died on the cross and that three days later He was resurrected. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that He is the Son of God. And right now by believing and accepting that, I am a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Father, I ask you that you will show me your ways that I may know you. In the name of Jesus, Amen. We trust that this message has blessed you. We would like to invite you to worship with us every Sunday at 9 a.m. at our Easter's campus.